Welcome to Power Fueled Living, Spirit, Soul, and Body. Through Christ, we can thrive in every area of our lives. Welcome to Power Fueled Living. I'm your host, Lisa Hooks, and today we're discussing how to trust God with big deals. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining me. I am here with founders of Ribbons of Grace Ministries, Dwayne Roberts and Amanda Roberts. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you You're for welcome. having us. So one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on the show is because you guys put on a conference, a women's conference called The Ball in the Fall. And it's such a huge production, a very unique conference, that I know that that is a big deal. I know that it has stretched you. I know that you have had some trial and error. I know that you have had some victories. And I want to discuss that today. Okay. So, Amanda, let's start with you. So, mm -hmm. tell, tell us about the vision first. Well, in 2014, um, I had been praying about the next steps in uh, my writing process. I had just finished a book and felt the Lord leading me to write another. And uh, one night as I was going to bed, I was praying. It was around midnight, and I prayed about the book I had just finished and another book that I was about to start. And then at the end of that prayer, I said, but not my will, Lord, your will be done. If there's something else that you want me do, to do, then reveal that to me. And I said, in Jesus' name, I pray, amen. And within seconds, the ball in the fall began to download into my mind. I was praying about books, not conferences. Um, never thought I would be putting on a conference, maybe speaking at one, but not actually putting one on. So... Um, that was a bit of a shocker to me, and of course, at first, um, it overwhelmed me, and I rejected the idea. Um, I did wake my husband up, and he said it was 3 o'clock in the morning when I woke him up, so this must have been going on in my mind for quite a while, but it felt like about 30 minutes to me. Um, all of the details, the name of it, the acronym, BALL is the acronym for Balancing Act and Life Lessons, and, that, and it was for women. Oh, I love that. Balancing Act and Life Lessons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I joke with people, I'm not this smart, you know. I can't come up with stuff like that on the fly. And so it was really unique. Um, and, of course, my husband says, that's from the Lord. And I, I said, well, I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh, but the very next, uh, actually it was two days later, um, I got more from the Lord, um, and basically the thing that really got me was when I felt the Holy Spirit saying, my daughters need to know that I love them. Mm, that's and, powerful. That's powerful. Yeah. So, Amanda, why do you think you rejected it immediately? Um, well, because I realized just how huge of an undertaking it was. I knew how much it was going to cost. I knew the time and energy um, and also, I did feel a little bit intimidated by the call because there was acting and dancing and, and all of the theatrics involved, and I knew that from the very beginning. And although I'd had some experience with that, I wasn't an expert by any yeah. means. So, so you didn't feel equipped. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and we do that, don't we? When we don't feel equipped, when God tells us to do something and we don't feel equipped, we push back. Mm -hmm. We say no or we reject. But you guys got past that, right? You got <laughs> well, yeah. 
But was it, was it something where you were like, okay, Lord, let's go with it? Or was it like throughout the whole process, you're still like, I don't want to do this? Well, the first year, it was more along the lines of, I really don't know what I'm doing, but God's called me to do it, and so I'm going to trust him. The second year was more like, oh, we've got this. We did this last year. It, this is going well. And then the third year, it was like, where did all my safety nets go? What is going on? Why are we being attacked? Where are these trials coming from? Wait a minute. This isn't how it was last year or the year before. And it felt like things were shifting. And then it got really hard. And yeah. so it's, it's, been, it's been an interesting journey. Yeah. So. So, Dwayne, when she, when she presented this vision to you, it sounds like you were kind of on board. Well, initially, I was hesitant. Okay. I believed in the vision. I okay. believed that God had given it to her. I can recognize the spirit. But I did understand the undertaking that we're fixing to encompass, and most importantly, from the provider standpoint, the financial aspect of what we're about to intake. So the first thing I asked her was, and who exactly is going to be paying for the ball? <laughs> Just and, like a man to go to the finances, right? right? <laughs> so initially, I had no experience with fundraising or, you know, getting the funds necessary to be able to do an event like this. But Amanda abruptly stopped me and said, we are. So I didn't know what that meant, but I didn't know that it came from the Lord. So I put it into her hands to continue to pray through it. And I believe she said the Lord has spoke to her just to pray, act, pray was to pray on what the next step would be, yep. act upon it, and to pray upon it. Rather than us seeing the entire event and how it's going to unfold, we started with step number one, or should I say Amanda started with step number one, which yeah. was is to find a venue. And I'll let, you, I'll let her tell you a little bit more and about this, that. There, there's always a stretching, isn't yes. it? You know, it's impossible to please God without faith. We have to have faith to please him. Mm -hmm. And he, it seems like he always stretches that faith or yes. challenges that faith. So before we get into some of the detail, explain to the viewers exactly what the ball is, what it, what it encompasses. Okay. So basically what we've done is we've taken an ordinary women's conference and we've added a full-out production. Um, basically it's, it's acting out many skits. They're approximately five minutes long. And each skit has a subject matter that we really hone in on. Um, all, of our all of our actors are volunteers, and we practice for eight weeks um, in advance. All of the scripts, um, basically the way I can explain it is God downloads them to me. I sit down, I pray, and he, he shows me what the women need to see. Um, one of my favorites from this past year was Been There, Done That, Got the T-Shirt. Um, that's just a common phrase that a lot of people say. Um, but the Holy Spirit showed me a scene where there were actual T-shirts that had sayings on them. Um, one of them was overcame cancer. Another one was um, survived, I think it was um, a house fire, survived a house fire. There were just different little you know, things that God showed me that he wanted me to write in that script and then we acted it out on stage. We yeah. had some little funny things that we interjected here and there. We kept it kind of light. Yeah. Um, you have sets. Great. You mm -hmm. have, I mean, this is like a full-blown production. Yes. I've mm -hmm. done women's conferences before. <laughs> and I have never had to put that much effort in a conference. That's a lot. You have a full-blown <laughs> production. You have volunteers. Mm -hmm. You have cameras. You have lights. You have video equipment. 
I mean, this this is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I'm back with Dwayne about the finances. <laughs> when I saw the first conference, I was like, I wonder how much this costs. Mm -hmm. How much did it cost? The first one was $20,000. <laughs> yes. That requires some faith. Well, and it's yes, funny. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Funny you say that. Um, because the first year, normally I would make a certain amount in real estate as a realtor. Mm -hmm. And I had never really gone beyond that amount. Well, that first year I did the ball, I did exactly 20000 over my highest year ever in real estate. God provided. The same thing Hold with on, the we, second. Hold we on. Can't, we, can't, we can't gloss over that, honey. <laughs> I know, right? That is a miracle. It was. Exactly 20,000 Exactly over. 20. Yeah, it, really was. it was exactly 20. Wow. To the penny. I kid you not. He is a provider. And he was just showing off. He was like, <laughs> see what I... I this. And the transaction that put me over was one of the easiest transactions I've ever done. It was effortless. Wow. It was like, sign here, do this, and boom, it, boom, boom. It's notable that it happened. Weeks before the ball. And it showed up weeks before the ball, right. Like he before let us go till the very close <laughs> to the end, right? So then the second year, basically the same thing. You know, he provided above and beyond with the real estate. The third year, it got a little tight there. And we were starting to wonder, okay, you've always provided before, God. What's going on now? And then something very interesting happened. In a hot market, in a hot seller's market where I should be making money hand over fist, the last 15 months, nothing. Hmm. It was a complete desert. Now, what God did through that was he, he really stretched me and Dwayne, especially Dwayne, because like he was saying before, as the provider, he wants to know where the money's coming from. And so what God did was not only did he provide for us, and our finances, but he also paid for the ball in a different way, mm. in a completely different way. And so what he showed me through that was, if I'm going to teach other people how to do this type of ministry, not everybody's going to be able to go out and get a real estate license and do a little bit over. I need to be able to say, this is what the Lord did here, and this is how you can raise money. And what we found at the end of the day was we, we were able to get the ball down to $8,000. Wow. That in and of itself was a miracle because we've never, I think the lowest we've ever got it down to was 15000 year three because we had a lot of costumes mm -hmm. and props already. Yeah, so were we were able to ball. reuse things. But the, the fourth year, we got it down to 8000 And the Holy Spirit kept saying to me the last six months was, I can do more with less. I can do more with less. And I'm like, what does that look like, God? I don't even know what you're saying to me. I believe you. I want to see it. But how does that translate into yeah. what we're doing? And he did. We had exactly $8,000 in donations come in from different places. So he just dropped the mic again. Yes. <laughs> As a provider in the family, it's important to me to know that the ball is going to be a continued success and where the money is going to come from. And for me, it's very difficult for me just to say, God, you, you've got this. So throughout the year one, two, and three, each year there's been a little bit of a progression to allowing us to be completely reliant and solely 
depended upon him. And we realized it was a crushing process, but no one likes to go through that crushing process. But a lot of it has to do with Amanda's ability and her faithfulness to, to fast. I've seen her fast for multiple days on what the next step is going to be. And a lot of things started turning around when we were actually at a business conference. We walked into a business conference in Dallas, Texas, a couple, three years ago. Which one? <laughs> business Mastery. Uh-huh. Okay. We walked into a business conference three years ago in Business Mastery. And when we walked into the conference, there was a young lady in the floor sitting Indian style. And she stopped us in our tracks. We didn't know her from nowhere. And she said, hey, can I talk to you two? So we're late for this business conference. So I was like, yeah, sure. She goes, the board has a word for you. Now, for me, I crossed my arms and I'm like, yeah, sure, what you got? Because I wasn't giving her anything. And she proceeded to prophesy over us and she told us about our ministry. She told us about Amanda's book and to finish it. She told us that we are on a journey and she just nailed our entire spiritual walk in the last 18 months. And it was almost an impossible feat for me even to believe. And I tell you what, if I didn't believe in prophecy, that day changed everything for me. So I went on to the business conference. Amanda stayed back and talked to her for a little bit. But a couple of months later, she reached out to Amanda on Facebook and, and they got to talking. And then in one of those conversations, she asked Amanda, she said, hey, you guys are without a covering, aren't you? Now, at that time, we were in between home churches and we were just kind of seeking where God wanted us to go. And we were kind of struggling. We went to three or four different churches at that time. And we really didn't have a covering. We didn't have a solid place to go. And uh, she said to Amanda, the Lord wants me to tell you to think outside of your box. Wow. Mm. We were trying to stay in Wilson County. Mm -hmm. That's where we were looking for churches. And she said, expand your search out, expand your comfort zone, and start watching podcasts. Oh. And, and I'm that, like, I'm not a podcast church kind of girl. I need to be on the front row. <laughs> I need the pastor spitting on me. You know, I want to be in the middle of it. <laughs> and at that time, she didn't even know what a podcast was. She asked me, what's a podcast? <laughs> oh, Amanda. Amanda. And I, <laughs> I explained it to I, her, I really and then about three or four days later, she comes to me, and she's like binge-watching podcasts. <laughs> and, I'm trying to find my church. And she starts with a small radius around the house <laughs> and works her way out. Wow. And then she found our current uh, home church now, which is Generations Changers Church with uh, Barry Smith and family. And Amanda had me watch you know, a po couple podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, let's go, let's go check these guys out. And that second we walked into that building, we knew right then, mm -hmm. right there, that we were home. That's where God so led us. So you guys, you guys had major transitions Lots. Mm -hmm. during a very challenging season in your life. Yes. What kept you holding on? Now, I know you mentioned her fasting was changing things. Mm -hmm. But what kept you holding on? Honestly, it, it was just knowing that God had called me to something that was bigger than me and that I couldn't do it in my own strength and that I fully 100% had to rely on him. And there were days, I'll have to admit, that I told the Lord, I don't want to do this. Um, this is hard. And I was kind of missing when it was comfortable. And little by little, I would... I'd see something on Facebook that would encourage me or my pastor would preach a sermon that would encourage me 
or I would talk to a friend. And God always brought something right then. And when I didn't feel like doing it anymore, I had to recognize, okay, these are feelings. And I'm just going to ignore those for now because... You know, the enemy wants to come in and discourage you, and he does it at times when you're tired, when you're wore out, when yeah. things aren't going when right. When you're most vulnerable. When yeah. you're most vulnerable. So I had to learn to recognize, okay, I'm tired right now, and that's the enemy. And whether what he's saying is true or not, I'm not going to listen to it. And one of the things that I have learned through this process is, God has a reason for everything, everything, the good and the bad. All things work together for our good. And I have seen um, even criticism. I've, I've had other people, even other Christians even, yeah, I was gonna ask try you about to criticize me or what I've done or what we're doing. Um, you know, I'm not a perfect person. Mm -hmm. I've made mistakes along the way. But even through those times, God is teaching me. He's saying, well, you know, you did speak truth, but did you do it in love? Mm -hmm. And then I have to stop and say, oh, you're right, Lord. You know, I just have that way of just saying it like it mm -hmm. is, but did I say it in love? Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to try and feel that call that he's called me to, to show God's daughters that he loves them, I have to love them too. I have to get beyond whatever I'm going through in that moment and really stop and think, okay, where is this person coming from? Mm -hmm. They're hurting. Mm -hmm. They need love. They need Jesus. They need healing. They need deliverance. I cannot engage in any activity that could be deemed as um, not condoning to someone who is a Christian or def definitely in ministry. So yeah. it's been a honing process for me even. So. I can imagine, you know, I love the fact that in everything that we allow God to mature us, he will. Yes. He will grow us. He will mature us. Mm -hmm. But I also know that with the project that you guys have, that there's some envy. There's some jealousy. There's going to be some pushback. There's Good going thing. to be some criticism. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so during those times, you, what did you do? For, for that negative, those negative moments in this process? What did you do? Well, when it first started happening, I cried. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a tough girl, but there's been times where I was in the corner crying, you know, asking God, why? Why is this happening? And then the Lord started working on me. He was start, He's like, you know, if I'm going to take you where he wants to take me, I've got to learn how to deal with these things. I've got to learn to be able just to let it roll off my back. So the first thing he had me do was to start praying for them. You can't be angry with someone that you're praying for. And another thing I realized is, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing for someone to be jealous or envious of a good work. That means that their heart is somewhat going in the right direction, that they want to do something good too but they're not mature enough yet to handle it, and maybe that's why these things are that's coming out. That's a good out. point. You're absolutely right. So I recognized that it was a teaching moment mm -hmm. even, and so um, just any opportunity that I had to love on yeah. certain people, um, just to show up and support them yeah. and what they were doing, 
you know, that to me was speaking volumes. That was saying, you know what, we don't have to be in competition. We don't have to be jealous. Here, if I've got something you need, if you see something on my set and you want to borrow it, you can have it. It's the kingdom's. It's not mine. Good. And that just kind of softens things a little. And there's just this kind of knowing that, okay, you're on a journey. I'm on a journey. We're all on the same team. We're all headed towards that same goal. We want to see lives change for the glory of God. We want God to get all the glory and right. all the there honor. There you go. There you go. And at the end of the day, I just have to let him vindicate me. There you go. Because what ends up happening is it comes back around and people are like, how in the world do they keep doing what they're doing? Well, if you dig a little deeper, it's not us. It's God. You made a great point there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that as Christians, a lot of times we miss. Mm -hmm. We all have been given gifts and callings. We all have an assignment. And unfortunately, if we have not identified our, our assignment or if we don't like our assignment and we want someone else's assignment, then unfortunately we can envy and become jealous or we can wonder, you know, what, why is that happening to her and not happening to me? All that kind of foolishness. But she made the point that the goal is to honor and magnify the Lord, yes. not ourselves. Right. The goal is to be ministers of reconciliation. The goal is to minister to people, show God's love to people. And I think when, when we miss that goal, we find ourselves unhappy, very unhappy. So, Dwayne, what were you going to add to that? We have found, especially with the bar, there are lots of women who maybe motives don't line up with our motives. Um, it is about hope, healing, and deliverance. Uh, the ball is a place we... we uh, we didn't coin the term, but the term evangelization come, comes into mind, where we are evangelizing and also entertaining women at the same time. And the goal is for them to have hope, healing, deliverance, and to take one step closer to Christ, no matter what that step is. Yeah, and you know, some people would even have a problem with that. But the oh, word yeah. tells us that a merry heart is, is good, like a medicine. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have godly entertainment yes. while ministering the gospel. Absolutely. Yeah. So what we have found through this process is through our honing process and having speakers and actors and sometimes that don't align with, with our vision, we have learned just to not take it personally and just to let God decide, you know, who to be on that stage, who yeah. he wants to be on that stage. You know, yeah. the goal here is to take that one step closer. If that's baptism, let it be baptism. If that's, if that's starting a home Bible study, let that be starting a home yeah. Bible study. You know, one of the rewards that we get, and it's not as often as we want, but we do get feedback from people who said, hey, I brought my sister to the event, and she wasn't a Christian, or she was struggling, and she rededicated her life to Christ. Now, we get those feedbacks from time to time, and we know that we're sowers, and we're not always going to see the, the harvest that, you know, that, of the seeds that we're planting, but I can tell you this. Uh, we're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that keeps us going is yeah. that when it does get tough, and it does, yeah. we, we just have to look up and say, God, I'm doing your work. You know, and yeah. then he's, he, he's always provided, and there's no, there's no reason to believe that he won't continue to provide. So, Duane, it gets tough. Yes. How were you able to stand during the tough times? Literally one day at a time. Yeah. I had good days, and I had more bad days than I had good days. I'll just be honest with you. Thank you. you. Thank you, know, you for being honest. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, it's tough mm -hmm. 
to 100% completely rely on the Lord. It's tough not knowing exactly how things are going to pan out. Yes. I feel like it's very important for us to be honest with God with our feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Lord, I am tired. I don't understand. I'm angry. He knows it anyway. He knows it anyway. And he wants us to come to him as a father. Yes. He wants us to come to him and share and communicate. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's very important. So, okay, <clears throat> the ball has been a great blessing to me. Mm -hmm. I have received some nugget of, Wisdom, revelation, healing from every one of them. So I applaud what you guys are doing. I know you heard from, I have seen the fruit on the outside looking in. I have heard, I've been in the audience. I watched the tears, you know. So I know that this is a good work. So where do you guys think you're going at this point? I know when you started the ball, you had more acts than you did this last one. Mm -hmm. So where do you think God is taking you now? Um, well, he's definitely spoken to us to take it on the road. Wow. We don't know when or how. We didn't know the beginning. We don't know what the road looks like, but it's happening. I do know that it's going to be less scenes. It's going to be more like a sampler. Um, but one thing that the Holy Spirit did reveal to me was that we are carriers of the glory mm -hmm. and that where we go, we carry it with us and that most likely it would just be me and Dwayne speaking in one or two scenes. And honestly, for someone who's never been before, that's going to blow them away anyway. But we just want to be able to be obedient and open to whatever God yeah. wants and when he wants us to do it. Yeah. yeah, we want to provide an atmosphere for women that typically would not attend a conference for either because they, it's, uh, for lack of a better words, uh, mundane. You know, it's speaker, praise and worship, speaker, praise and worship, and they feel that they've already been there, done that before. So we want to provide a non-threatening environment to, for women financially and spiritually that normally wouldn't attend an event. That's mm -hmm. why we don't charge anything to come to the ball in the fall. Yeah, we Is didn't that, mention that it was free. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Talk about provision. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Okay, so, guys, our time is up. Lead the audience with one nugget on the process of trusting God when, mm -hmm. when he gives us something that we feel inequipped, uh, just, just not, you know, not able to handle or it just feels so big to us. Well, one of my favorite sayings is if your dreams aren't big enough where they excite you and scare you at the same time, then they're not big enough. Um, one thing that I've learned through this process is trusting God might be hard, but at the same time it's very rewarding because to see God show up time after time after time, I know now, I have an assurance that no matter what he asks me to do, no matter where he tells me to go, he is going to make a provision. He's going to be there with me. He's going to do what he has in mind through us, and we are just his hands and feet, and all we have to do is be obedient and show up. Amen. Dwayne, what do you have? And I would say that if he brought you to it, he will bring you through it. Just trust upon God to provide the dreams of your hearts because I believe that our God wants us to follow our dreams in our hearts. So to seek inside what your next call is, what your next step is, and pursue that with all your heart and God will provide. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And thank you for joining us today for Power Fuel Living. 
I believe you received some, some strength. Hopefully your faith has been renewed and, and you're inspired. And let's just trust God. Let's trust him. Let's be honest with him and let's trust him. And stay tuned next week for another episode of Power Fuel Living. Join Lisa each week for faith-filled, spirit-led messages and interviews that will empower you to live your best life, spirit, soul, and body.